Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Honey, I'm home. <sighs> what a wonderful weekend. Got to relax at a nice lake house. Yeah, sometimes things are good. All right, time to see what I've missed. Let's check in on those Kansas City Royals and see how they're doing. Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast about the Kansas City Royals by some guy who was in New York over the weekend, chilling at a lake house in the time where he wasn't busy walking his mother down the aisle of her own wedding. Aw, so beautiful, so wonderful. But that distracted me from the Royals and the nightmare hellscape of a team that they are. You know, funny thing is that uh, my dad went to Sunday's game with some family. Um yeah, Sunday's game, the game where they were winning 6 to nothing until they weren't winning 6 to nothing and then they in fact lost 7 to 6. So, I could have gone to that game, but I didn't. And you know, this isn't a knock on my dad. This isn't a, any this, I do not mean any disrespect to my father. I am not trying to imply that I don't enjoy spending time with him. I'm just really glad that I didn't have to watch that game in person or even online. Oh, man. Anyway, I do have a bit of an, an, an announcement to make regarding this podcast because I understand that this podcast has been very inconsistent over the last month. And, and due to some circumstances that were kind of uh, pre uh, predetermined, but also some things that just kind of came up. Um. Anyway, it's clear that I can't really make this a daily podcast, not only because of some sudden things that pop up, but also it's just not been the best for myself, I guess, health-wise. It's like, like technically, I could make it happen. I could make it work. I can make this a daily podcast, but I think that a lot of times when I record, I just show up like half tired or just trying to rush it out. And it's led to a lot of like quality issues and things like that. There was one time where I literally uploaded the wrong episode. Like I put in the wrong MP3 file <laughs> into Simplecast and distributed it. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. How embarrassing. So these sorts of things. I'd like to get rid of them. And so I'm going to not, this podcast is not going to be daily, unfortunately. Instead, I'm going to be doing this podcast three times a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. This is a, a schedule that I can manage very, very easily. Um, because I think I've said it before, I work at night. And so watching Royals games, like it's a very easy thing for me to do. And even doing this podcast immediately after is a thing I can do, but it's just, it's just such a rush that it's not particularly healthy for me. And it, and it does kind of suck because 
I really wanted this podcast to be daily. And I feel like that was the main like draw of this podcast is that the the market for Royals themed podcasts, it's 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 pretty much full. Right? Like we don't need more podcasts. If, I mean, and, and if you enjoy this podcast, that's great. I really appreciate that. If you listen to it at all. I really thank you because there are so many other Royals podcasts that you could be listening to. Not that you only need one. I do feel like having more opinions is useful. So, you know, I myself, I have this podcast and I read a bunch of stuff online. But I also listen to, like, all the other Royals podcasts. So, you know, I listen to Royals Weekly and Royals Rundown and Royals Farm and Royals Circus, whatever. Point is, no, none of them are doing it daily. Like, Locked On says he's daily but he doesn't upload on weekends i was uploading on weekends i like i wanted this to be a seven day a week podcast um at least for every single game that was happening all 162 um but it just doesn't seem like that's going to be uh possible for me i mean it is possible but just not particularly healthy and you know it doesn't make for great podcasting i think if i'm just constantly doing it tired and rushed and you know just having no quality control whatsoever so like i said i'm going to be doing this monday mondays wednesdays and fridays from now on or at least that's when the episodes are going to drop i'm actually going to be recording them on sundays tuesdays and thursdays because those are the days where i have the most free time it's easiest for me so Hopefully, moving forward, this will make for some better podcasts. It'll improve the quality and things like that. But also, I, I think it will still allow enough f- frequency with the uploads that it'll still be a very up-to-date podcast. I still want to, like, have that. So that's why I'm not, like, doing once a week or even – I was thinking about once every series, but that's also really inconsistent. So these three days – I think they work best for what I want out of this podcast and for my own sort of life. So um, that was a lot of time talking about something that doesn't have to do with the team. I was just kind of distracting myself, though, because it's hard to talk about the Royals. It's not just the fact that the Royals are bad and they're losing and they're losing in seemingly um, predictable ways at this point. Because this is so, – so yesterday the Royals lost to the Diamondbacks 8-6. to six. In such a heartbreaking game, too. Like, this this really sucks. So, we had this 6-0 game with the Twins, which was actually 7-6, which came one week after we blew another six-run lead against the Rockies. We ended up winning that one, but this time, um, yeah, that time we didn't. And then just two days later, the Royals lose 8-6, not in such a terrible way but it did involve a five run six inning by the diamondbacks particularly off the mound of taylor clark so this guy taylor clark is seemingly public enemy number one i don't know what happened with this guy he was looking fine back in april i don't know maybe it's bullpen overworked because you know this bullpen tends to be overworked Amir Garrett is, hasn't been pitching well either lately, and he was part of the big inning today, or yesterday, rather. I, I don't know, man. It's I don't have much of an insight as to what's going on with the pitchers and things like that. Is it is it is it Cal Eldred's fault? I don't know. Maybe, but, I mean, even last year the bullpen was fine, or was it? 
Well, in the second half, it was fine, as long, along with many things. But I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't. The point is, the Royals lost a game in a way that they've lost several games in the past. Bullpen just gives up a huge inning. It's so disappointing. Like it, I was saying back at the beginning of this season, I'm like, man, if the Royals have one thing going for them, it's this bullpen. It's this bullpen. And Taylor Clark seemed like he was part of that bullpen. But lately, he just, no. No. What happened to you? What happened to you, less sleepy-looking Blake Snell? I, I, I had faith in you. I don't know. Is he just washed? Is he a, is he a waste? He is someone that I think we picked up on waivers or was like a minor league free agent from the Diamondbacks, believe it or not. That's a uh, cool. Um, maybe he was just helping out his bros. Mm. Well, I don't appreciate it for one. I don't think the Diamondbacks need any help. In fact, you would think that this is the game that the Royals were, were most likely going to lose because the Diamondbacks had their ace on the mound. They had Zach Gallen, who came into this game with a 1.1 ERA. A 1.1 ERA. And the Royals doubled that ERA. His ERA is now 2.2 because they put up six runs off this dude in 5.1 innings. It was actually a phenomenal showing from the Royals hitters, particularly MJ Melendez. And, you know, this is another thing that has to be said over and over again. If there's anything to look forward to with the Royals, it's that they do have some great young hitters. And MJ Melendez, man, this guy, he, I think he's usurped, is it usurp or usurp? I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's he's taken over from Bobby Wood Jr. as being the most exciting Royals player this year. Like, like seriously, I know, like, uh, and th- this isn't even a knock to Bobby. It's not like I've given up on Bobby or anything. Bobby's still fine. He got a hit today, so great. He's still getting that average up, still getting that on base up, even though he didn't take a walk. But he only struck out once, so that's fine. But MJ, it's like every single game, even if he doesn't get a hit, it's he still does something or he gets close to getting a hit or he's just behind the plate calling a good game like the game with uh Zach Greinke on Monday where you know it seems like like Zach Greinke's been very complimentary towards MJ Melendez just always saying like yeah this guy does a really good job and he didn't really have any complaints about Monday either but yeah MJ's just been fantastic and today he got two hits he got a two-run home run in the second inning, which was great. And then, what was it? Was it a, f- was it, it wasn't a fly out, was it? No, it was actually a double. I was, see, I know, I think he, if he flied out one time, but then there was another time where he got a double. Maybe it was all the same play. Uh, yeah, he, he flied out while getting a double. Anyway, point is, there was one thing that he hit that looked like it, it was, it was, it was really close to being a home run. That's what I'm trying to say. And I wasn't sure if that was a fly out or a double. I think it might have been the double, but it was great. Like he is just making such good contact and he has so much power, dude. It's really, really exciting to see MJ. So he drove in a couple of runs with that double, a couple more runs, I should say. So yeah, MJ was kind of carrying the offense a little bit, but it's not like he did it all himself because, you know, driving four runs by yourself on two hits, you got a little bit of help. 
at least. So two hit Wit showed up, not two hit Wit Junior, but two hit Merrifield. So that's all right. Ben Intendi got another hit today. He's having a crazy on base streak so far. His on base is almost at four hundred. He's hitting three three twenty seven. He's back to being April Ben Intendi. He was slumping a little bit for a bit, and it was kind of worrying me because I'm like, oh no. Oh no, please. Ben Intendi, we really need you to be good because we it, it would really help us out if you could be traded for a great prospect. Not that I want you to leave. I really want Ben Intendi to stick around. I wish the Royals could get an, ext- an extension on him. Although, I also think that if the Royals really want to bring him back, just 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 go into free agency. Just bring him back in free agency. Trade him now, then go into free agency like they like the Yankees did with Aroldis Chapman. You can do that. It's fine. It's possible. You know who else is actually hitting not terribly? And I know you don't want to hear this right now, but Carlos Santana. You know, I haven't completely given up on Carlos Santana. I am disappointed. I am still very much underwhelmed. But I'm not going to take back what I said back when he had gotten injured this year. When I'm like, hey, hey guys, I know Santana's looking great. But if you look at the last few games, something's happening here. And maybe the last few games, something again is happening with Santana. Could he be heating up? Maybe? Possibly? I don't want to get ahead of myself because, you know, that hasn't worked out very well for me this season. My apologies. But yeah, Carlos hasn't been too bad. And then this new guy, Dyron Dyron Blanco, the guy that we got from the Jake Diekman trade that I completely forgot about. Started in center field last night. He just, he struck out three times, which is mm, kind of yikes. But he did get a single up the middle that scored another run. So he, that, that was great. So there was offense. There was some good offense today. But bullpen just couldn't keep it together. And back when I was saying way earlier, it's so hard talking about the Royals because not only are they losing in similar ways. Like at this point, it seems like our offense is actually okay. Since firing Bradshaw, our offense has been better. So that's encouraging. But the pitching just seems to get worse and worse every day. Like, like again, this bullpen was nails in April. It was carrying us through April. If you think this team was is disappointing, think about how much worse it would have been if we didn't have Barlow and Stamond and Dylan Coleman before he was bad. Um... And, and we, we, we've got, uh, Piamps who's pitching really well. Uh, we've got Gabe Spire who's pitching really well. Still, um, yeah, but this bullpen was just so many guys who were able to just nail down games. Even if we weren't winning, at least they weren't the problem. But now it's like, oh God. Oh God. Now what happens? Now what happens when this, when a team doesn't have a bullpen? And their starters only go five innings. Oh, man. It's not good. It's ugly. But anyway, like I said, like, like I said multiple times, it's hard to talk about the Royals when they, they lose in these similar ways, but also because it's like, right now, the Royals fan base has practically become a hive mind. Which, I don't know if it's, if it's a good or a bad thing. I mean, it, it is a bad thing. I don't think it's, a, it's definitely not a good thing, but I just wonder if us as fans, if we're all just kind of coming to the same conclusion, it's like, is that good? I guess it's nice that people are getting along better. 
I've been a moderator of the Royal subreddit for three years, and I've been active on it for five or six, actually. And let me tell you, right now, I think people are more friendly to each other than ever. <laughs> I've never seen it this, like, agreeable. No one hates each other anymore. It's like everyone has come together and been like, wow, this sucks. I mean, even back in 2019 when we were terrible, there were still some guys who were just like, oh, fire dating more, fire radio, trade with Merrifield. And it would cause them back and forth arguing. Maybe I was part of that because I didn't agree with some things. But, you know, it's all in the past. Point is, right now, I mean, it, you, you look at the fan base and they're all saying the same thing. You look at the media, people like me, other podcasters, journalists, whatever. They're they're all saying the same thing. Even people that are close to the Royals, like Ann Lewis of MLB or Alec, no, Ann Ann Rogers of MLB and Alec Lewis of MLB, Alec Lewis of the Athletic. Oh my god, oh my god. See, this is why I can't do a daily podcast. I'm too stupid. I'm way too stupid. My brain doesn't work properly because I get two hours of sleep per day. Anyway. The people, those guys who are super close to the organization and, and kind of reporting back, it's like they're all saying the same things. Like, here's what the Royals should be doing. They need to offload these guys that are not playing well, like O'Hearn, like Santana, like Merrifield, blah, blah, blah. They need to change the personnel. Cal Eldred has to go. And maybe everyone else. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe everything does need to be changed. Maybe John Sherman should press the nuclear button and just get rid of everybody. Press the button and then say goodbye to Dayton Moore and J.J. Piccolo and Lonnie Goldberg and everybody. And Mike Matheny as another guy. Ah, uh, everyone. Everyone in the city just seems to think the same things. And I don't want to be saying the same things, not because I disagree with them, but because, you know, I don't need to say them if everyone else is saying them. I don't want to parrot the same points everyone else is making. But what else is there to say? I don't know, dude. See, there's a comment by this guy, uh, that's Bush League on the subreddit. This guy I respect a lot because I think he, he's very smart. He's very insightful. And he, t the TLDR of this comment is that he wants someone to have an original thought. Right? Like, everyone understands. Like, he's just, he, he's just tired of everyone saying, oh yeah, this team sucks and clean house and whatever. And it's like, I understand. Like, in a way, I agree. It would be nice to see some original thoughts instead of people like posting on the subreddit, posting these essays about like, here's why the Royals are bad, as if they're so smart for figuring all this out by themselves. Like, wow, guys, it's almost like that's been being said around the community for like four years or something. I don't know. I don't know, dude. But what else is there? Like, what else is there to say about this team other than here's what's in front of us? I mean, what I've been saying this entire time, it, it, it is kind of in line with what many others think. It's that the Royals just need to change their mentality. Like, they're too stubborn to give up. This is how I would put it. I think this no one has really said it in this particular way. But what I would say is that the Royals just need to know when to quit, when to give up. And I think I've said this in the past, but I am okay with them failing a rebuild. 
The problem is the Royals have never really rebuilt the last few years, which might be an absurd thing to say because we've lost so many games. What else have we been doing? We certainly haven't been competing. And maybe technically not. But if you think about it, the last five years we've had Whit Merrifield and Hunter Dozier and Alberto Mondesi, Brad Keller. Like, Hunter, Do- did I mention Hunter Dozier? Yeah, I think I mentioned Hunter Dozier. I mean, in a way, it's like the Royals have made the core that. The core was not Singer and Witt Jr. and Prado and Melendez and Suli Matias when he was good. It's those guys. The guys who are on the team right now. This is the core, along with Salvi. And a couple of years ago, the core also had Ian Kennedy and Alex Gordon and Jorge Soler and Danny Duffy. I mean, you can say that they're bad, sure. But the Royals spent like $200 million on those guys. They certainly tried. They absolutely tried to do something. It just didn't work. And that's kind of why I say you can just throw away 2018 and 2019, maybe even 2020 to an extent. Those years don't count. Because I guess we were just kind of stuck with whatever we had, right? But still, 2021, 2022, many of those guys, that core is still around. As if the Royals think that this is a competitive core. And they just don't seem to understand when to let go and give up on it. I would say the 2021 Royals were very much like the 2016 White Sox. A team that was pretty young, had a bit of upstarting talent. That was when Tim Anderson came up. That's about the time Jose Abreu came up, I think. That's when they had Chris Sale and Jose Quintana. They had uh, that guy, Drake LaRoche, or whoever LaRoche. The guy who had the kid that everyone loved. (laughs) Right? That team was supposed to be competitive. That was supposed to be a competitive year and probably the start of a competitive window. I mean, the White Sox had been pretty bad for a few years by that point. So it's like, yeah, looks like they're coming out of a rebuild and they get off to a really hot start. They were in first place for a while that year and then they fell apart. And they had a sub-500 season. And you know what they did? They said, F it. It's not working. This isn't working. We're going to blow it up. So they get rid of Chris Sale. They get rid of Quintana. Later later on, they get rid of, they get rid of everybody else. Whoever else they had. I know they had Melky Cabrera 2017 because we traded for him. Uh, so that was cool. But they they... They blew it up when they realized that it wasn't working. And last year, the Twins, I wouldn't say they're the same thing as the White Sox because the Twins have already been in a competitive window. Their competitive window started in, I think, 2019. I would say 2019. You could say 2017 because they made the wild card, but that was a surprise. I think 2019 is when they really were uh, in their window. 
Right. So they start competing in 2019. They either win the division or make the playoffs, whatever, that year, next year. 2021 falls apart. They have a sub-500 year. And what they do is they just think, okay, who can we get rid of that's not going to be, like, long-term useful? You know, even guys that are going to be around for a couple of years, like Jose Barrios. Who do we have on this roster that we can just trade right now? And that's what they did. They just retooled a little bit, and then they, 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 I saw someone, I heard someone describe it as shuffle the deck, right? It's like a deck of cards, and they're like, okay, this hand that we have right now is not good. We could wait a couple of years uh, to draw more cards and think, okay, well, now the hand's good, or we could just get a new hand of cards right now. This actually, this is bringing back a, a long and insane metaphor that I have about the Pokemon trading card game. Maybe I shouldn't get into it though, because it, it explains, a, it would have to, it would require a lot of explanation. But anyway, let me get back to the point. The twins were like, all right, it's not working right now. We're not going to wait another year or two to see if it'll get better later. Let's just make it better. All right. Let's, let's see what we can get rid of right now and see how we can improve right now. All right. They made active efforts to improve. The Royals aren't doing that. And for the most part, they don't do that. They just think, oh, it's not working. Well, let's just wait around and see if it'll get better later. That's what they've been doing this entire time. And look, some of it, it's fine. Like, tw- like they, they, they did that in 2018. Although they did trade in 2018, but, I mean, they had, like, one-year contracts. The, the guys that they traded, here's the thing. The Royals have made trades, and that's fine. But they haven't made big trades. Like, they haven't traded a guy that's like, oh, man, we're, we're like, really going to miss this guy. Like, Whit Merrifield in 2019. If, if, if he got traded back then, that would have been like, oh, man. You know, sucks that Wit couldn't, uh, we, we couldn't do anything for Wit. And, but, you know, at least he gets to play for a good team now. Or, uh, like Duffy in 2017. You know? The Royals just don't do that. Instead, they they get rid of basically the stuff that's like, that like no one will notice will be gone. Or the stuff that they basically have no choice but to get rid of. Like Moose in 2018. Right? It's like, sure, it would have been nice to have Moose for the entire year. But it's like, but but the consequence of not trading Moose in 2018 is that you don't get another qualifying offer for him. And then he's just going to go into free agency anyway. So, might as well trade him, right? But who else have the Royals traded in the last, like, five years? They've traded John Jay... One-year deal. Jake Diekman, one-year deal. Trevor Rosenthal, one-year deal. Tim Hill, not a one-year deal. He was actually like a rookie or in his second year when we traded him. But no one cares. Does anyone care? Does anyone remember Tim Hill? I remember Tim Hill. He was a cool guy. He was really nice. I liked him. But no one really cares. You know? They They don't do anything to, like, actively improve. They just make these kind of passive, small deals, some of which have some of which have worked out really well. The Trevor Rosenthal and Tim Hill trades got us Olivares and Coleman and Bolaños and Franchi Cordero. Franchi was traded for Benintendi. So great. Awesome. But they, they, it's like they just can't 
let go of what they have now. That's what I've been trying to say. That's what I, that's the only sort of kind of original thing that I have to say. They just don't know when to quit. It's a, it's a men, everyone knows it. Anyone can see this, but I don't think anybody has phrased it like that, I guess. I hope it makes sense though, but it, they really should though, because it's still happening today. It's still happening now with like Ryan O'Hearn and Whit Merrifield and Hunter Dozier, which look, some things again, they can't really do too much about. I, I guess you can't really do anything about Hunter Dozier because he's at least hitting well. And, but like Santana, it's like, you know, like, like a while ago, I was saying, oh, we have to play Santana because, you know, Santana, he's just, you know, he could be worth something later. But I don't know. Is that actually the way to go? Is it worth waiting around to see if we can trade Santana for like a 40 grade prospect in July? Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a guy on the internet. And that's another reason why it's hard to talk about the Royals. But because, look, the people who work in baseball, they're smarter than us. Or at least I'd like to think so, because they work in baseball and I don't. I, I at the very least, will speak for myself, where I say I don't know more than a person who actually works in baseball. But I also feel like there's no way that the Royals analytics department, there's no way a single person in that department is like, Ryan O'Hearn. That's the solution. We gotta, we gotta keep him. Because man, he's, he's a piece. No, I don't think that's happening. Instead, it's just the selfish mentality that has been leading the organization for a few years. Is that a reason to fire a guy? I don't know. What's John Sherman got to say about all this? I don't know. Apparently, he wants to build a stadium in like three years. Oh, okay. That, that was news to me. I wasn't aware of that. I was not given a say in this. I mean, I've been open-minded about having a new stadium, but I thought it was going to be in ten years. Well, that changes things a little bit. I don't know, dude. I didn't ask you to build a new stadium. I asked you to build a competitive team. They don't, the Royals don't rebuild. And Dayton Moore, I think, has said that. He says he doesn't like using the word rebuild. And he really meant that. Because the guys we've had in 2018, those guys who were good back then, they're still here now, whether or not they are good. Even Ryan O'Hearn was good in 2018. And that's why he's still here now, I guess. Isn't it nice to have friends in high places? I don't know, dude. Well, I think I talked your ear off a little bit. I didn't expect this to be 30 minutes. Well, I'm sorry if this was a little bit long-winded. A lot of everything I say is long-winded. But I had to talk about it some way, somehow. If this was useful or interesting to you, that's great. And if not, I apologize. Like I said, it's hard to talk about the Royals. <laughs> Because the Royals aren't very good. They're not very fun to watch, either. We can pro we can talk about more stuff like, ooh, they've lost six games in a row. 
It's the it's the fourth time they've lost four games in a row this year. They've lost four six games in a row every season since since the beginning of time. The Royals are the worst team ever. They got the lowest winning percentage. There's all these bad things. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does suck. It's unfortunate, and I wish I could just be like, yeah, it'll be okay, man. I miss. Being optimistic. I miss being happy about things. I miss enjoying things. I still feel like it's possible. I still feel like things will get better. Or there's a possibility that things get better. There's still a chance, maybe, that action will be taken. But what will that action be? And what, where, where will it lead us? So I guess another question to ask. Is it the answer that we want? I don't know. Well, we'll see when we get there. Tomorrow, or rather today, it actually is today. It's Wednesday. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Wednesday, we are not playing baseball, which is weird. I don't know the last... An off day on Wednesday is just very, very weird. I don't know when we've last had that. I don't know how often that happens. Maybe it happens more often than I think. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a Wednesday off day. Okay. And then we get to play the Minnesota Twins, who are now suddenly a very good team. A team that I, a while ago, said, I'm not afraid of them. They're, they're, they ain't that good. They think they're good, but they ain't. Well, their record suggests otherwise. Although I would say, you play in the American League Central... Omega lol. But then they swept us over the weekend. I'm not saying sweeping the Royals makes you a good team, because the Mariners also swept the Royals, and apparently the Mariners aren't as good as I thought I w- they they were. They're actually 18 and 26. They're only a couple games better than the Royals. What a shock that is. Huh. Who would have thought? Certainly not me, because I am an idiot. Anyway. We got a series against the Twins coming up. We'll talk about the first game that will be played on Thursday. When we get there, it's going to be Joe Ryan, their ace, who's having an excellent season still, versus Daniel Lynch, the guy, the young boy who we have lots of expectations of, who we kind of beg and plead to be good because it would be something nice to see. And it would be a good bounce back from his last start, which was also against the Twins, where he gave up four runs in 3.2 innings. Mm. Well, have fun, Danny. Enjoy yourself. I will try to enjoy as well. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, let's we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. That's going to do it for me. I'm going to get some sleep so that I can recharge my brain a little bit so I can say more dumb shit in the future. Thank you very much for listening to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. I'm Lux. You can find me at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. Send me something nice to read or whatever. Or don't. Whatever. I don't, I don't get to tell you what to do. But I will thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. And I hope you're having a good one. I'm Lux and... Uh, uh, go Royals. Go, go Royals. Do something, Royals. <laughs>
do something, Royals. Come on.